This is SEO Snippets episode 19 for April the 17th, 2020. Today I'm bringing you a bit of a discussion, a little article about uh, 26 ways to get ready for the rebound, a playbook for what to do right now. This is a great article by Andy Crestodina. Crestodina, I hope I'm saying that right, Andy. Basically, he's given us a little bit of a playbook on what you can do right now, given that we're in this uh, certain time, etc., etc. Maybe your business is closed, maybe you can't run for whatever reason, maybe you're on reduced hours. But essentially, the concept is you've got an, most of us, most of us have extra time right now away from our normal duties to focus on other things, right? We can reprioritize ourselves. And in this time, you can prioritize yourself for your digital strategy, fixing up your website, etc. Now, there's 26 uh, tips in this, but I'm only going to give you probably about three to six. Uh, the three to six ones relating to the digital marketing foundation section that Andy's got in here. If you want more after listening to this, you can always check out the article. I'm sure Andy would be would be appreciative of that. Uh, let me know what you think if you do check out the article by sending me a message or reaching out to me on Twitter. I think this is really worth a good read. Even if you only implement one or two of these things, it's clearly something that's really going to be of value uh, for many, many people if you make the time now to go and restructure your priorities and get this done. I know it's hard to say, it may be sometimes unfair uh, as a business owner or as a marketer that you've got plenty to do, especially if you're a business owner because you wear a lot of hats. But there is no better time than now, I would say, for most businesses to focus on getting your foundations correct because it's going to be, hopefully, more than likely, a little bit crazy once everything opens up again. I think there's going to be a short run on a lot of different services. Yours might be one of them. Um, so I would spend this time right now shoring these things up. Without further ado though, let's jump into the article, uh, get into these tips and discuss a little bit about how they might be helpful for you and you can make the decision for yourself. Let's start off by just, I'm gonna read the first little paragraph here because I think it's great. Andy says, in a crisis, our brains do one of three things, fly, fight, or freeze. This built-in stress response happens in the amygdala within our brains, and it can save us if we get attacked by a pack of wild dogs. But the amygdala is not, a, is not good at business strategy. It's both harder and much more important to be strategic during times of stress. Our response behavior to the crisis determines where we end up on the other side. Great point to reiterate here. And I think many, many people during this crisis have been talking about, look, stay calm. You know, the whole keep calm and carry on. Keep calm and carry on, right? We all got to do it. We're all stuck inside. We're all feeling the pinch. Many people have lost work, their jobs. Many businesses are, are in very hard financial times. We're all going through this. We've got to just keep calm and just somehow ride this out. It may mean our lives change completely at the end of this, but if we've got a life to change, that's a positive point. So coming off that point is a great little graph here that uh, he includes 
that uh, shows you know a couple of lines after a crisis you can go on a rebound uh, you can you can or you can panic and be fear focused and, and basically drop out or you've got the 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 unfocused response which sits in the middle of these three lines which is sort of a up down up down up down zigzag you're probably going to end up in the same spot as before uh, but you're going to go through a lot of emotional fluctuations in the middle of that right so i think the goal of all of us here if you especially if you're listening to this and thinking about these sorts of things is you want to get in the rebound you want to come out of this stronger in some way if not every way but stronger in some way more than likely it's going to be tough even if you do come out on the on a good footing but you know if the more you can shore up and the more you can control right now and you can control some things right now the better you will be afterwards so let's jump into tip one of the uh the digital marketing foundations he says here that Tip one is you can update your sales pages, right? You've got the control over your website. You usually, many people don't have time to focus on those small things. Sales pages are focused on in the beginning of building the website. Hey, we want to rank this page. This is a page important for us to let customers know we sell this service. And once you're done with that, you sort of move on or you stress about getting it links or something to, to, to rank it. But you don't really audit the the copy on it you don't really audit the flow of it right so he says he says here review the brochure sections of your site these sales pages essentially and prioritize them based on traffic according to your analytics which i think is a really great keynote here don't just focus on the ones that are good money makers for you as in like your highest margin it's probably better here to focus on the ones that are uh, generate you traffic right they're the ones people are already seeing now, that doesn't mean never focus on the ones that have greater margin or leave them out completely. But look, let's be real. A lot of the time, you're just trying to keep the doors open, especially in a situation like this and more than likely afterwards. If the ones that are really actually going to get you traffic and have converted for you in the past uh, aren't up to scratch, then you're not going to do as well as you did before when everything was hunky during the economy was chugging along. So you probably really want to focus on these traffic ones first, make sure they're cool. So he's got a 10 point sales page checklist for you. I'm going to quickly round these off. Uh, number one, descriptive H1 headers. Number two, make sure you've got short paragraphs. Make sure you have in-depth content that answers top sales questions. So short paragraphs, but in-depth content. You can have depth and shortness of paragraphs. That's possible. You just break your writing up. Uh, meaningful subheadings, right? So make sure that you break the headings up into subheadings so it's it's digestible. People understand where they are at in the whole reading of the section or reading of the whole page. You don't want people to get confused halfway through reading your content. They're gonna bug out. Uh, faces of your people, not stock photos. People buy from people just as much as they buy for what they need, right? You buy what you need from people you trust. And when you're on the web, you don't have as many trust points as you do when you can show up to somebody's business personally. So make sure you've got faces of people on the, on the website, on these sales pages. Calls to action, right? Super, super important, especially if you're a local business. Most of you don't have CTAs. You don't have proper calls to action. You don't say, uh, you, know, read, you know, read more here, uh, buy this now take advantage of this offer, etc. Usually it's, hey, we provide this service, we've been doing it for so many years, 
we do XYZ, give us a call. Like, alright, cool, let's call that the very barest minimum. But there's a possibility here for you to either add more calls to action, add better and potentially more exciting calls to action, things that actually build a little bit of anticipation in and in, uh, inside the person reading it. <clears throat> Statistics and data that support your value proposition or build trust is the next point. So this is still, you're still in your 10 point sales page checklist, right? This is point number six. Statistics and data that support your value proposition or build trust. So if you're gonna build a sales page, make sure you've got data that supports the thing you're saying. Make sure you build trust through sharing that, right? So if you're a, say a psychologist or psychiatrist and you say, look, 80% of people who receive psychiatry for three months or more uh, and are able to talk through their issues uh, show that they feel like they have an increased mental health and better relationships or something. And then link that out or, or you know, provide some, some other way to show that your data, the thing you're saying is supportable and, and backed up by something rather than just a wild claim. Charts and graphs, probably a good one for the point above statistics and data. Use charts and graphs. Uh, trust seals, awards or memberships, certifications that you have, partners, maybe past clients if that's applicable for you. Put those things on. People like to buy from people who they know or see from, right? But the next thing people might buy for is people they don't know but who have served brands and business or people that they trust and they respect, right? If Tony Robbins chose buys a Toyota, many other people are gonna say, right, well, if it's good enough for him and he's a multi-millionaire, it's good enough for me to have a Toyota too. Those sorts of things. And last but definitely not least, testimonials from the customers themselves, from the people who buy from you, right? All right, that, that ticks off the 10-point sales page checklist under the first the first uh, foundation we have the first foundation is update the sales pages and you can update it with those 10 things descriptive headers short paragraphs in-depth content meaningful subheadings uh, faces on your pictures calls to actions statistics and data charts and graphs trust seals and testimonials so those are the things you want to update your sales pages with moving on gather and post testimonials just spoke on it obviously very important but here's a good way to put it i think they say here one simple email may get a quick response with a beautifully written testimonial far more authentic than anything you could have written yourself right you're in a down period people are at home people are working from home people are on the emails a lot more than they would be normally they're not making sales calls because neither are you you can't go out you're not meeting for lunch or coffees or whatever Look, send your past customers, send your current clients an email and say, hey, if you enjoy the service, I'm, you know, we work together, we are still working together, would you mind dropping me a testimonial on my Google My Business or my LinkedIn or whatever's applicable for you? Do you mind providing me one that I can use on the website, etc.? Send out a quick email that asks for that. And if you can, and that this hasn't been included here, but I'm quite sure that this is something that Andy would agree with, if you can do that, try and provide some value in that email as well, rather than just an ask. You know, be conversational, be friendly, um, maybe provide a little bit of a, here's something interesting related to you specifically. I would say this, this scenario, this uh, strategy is best used at a personal level. 
just like link building but even more personal you you these people spend money with you or have spent money with you you should know a little bit about them dig up your your notes dig up your past emails email them and put something personal in it put something in there that you know maybe you've talked about a certain interest of theirs uh, maybe they're big on basketball and it's all cancelled so send them something you know basketball related I don't know you will know that better you should know those people but make sure that you don't just come out of the blue and just ask um, nobody wants an email from someone they used to they used to spend money with nine months ago just saying hey can you just do me a favor uh, it's just it's you know it's not it just feels not dirty but doesn't feel nice you know people are still people regardless of whether you can get something out of them or not um, you need to have that personal touch moving on number three audit your blog for traffic and conversion so we've already looked at our sales pages ranked by traffic and we were going to update those but here's another great little tip once you've done the money pages right the sales pages that we talked about it might be a good idea to audit uh, your other pages and reveal exactly which URLs have opportunities, which URLs are high performing and low performing, and have opportunities for conversion. And whether that conversion is just a sign up to your email list, or a download of a free thing that you provide, or it actually is maybe purchasing something, it's important either way, right? You wanna show up everything right now because we don't know where we're going at the end of this crisis, or for the rest of the time this crisis lasts. So. There's four uh, potential, I guess, ways to uh, categorize maybe these pages. Andy says, jump into analytics and find the post with the greatest potential for improvement. And those will be, one, your traffic champions, two, your potential champions, three, your falling stars, and four, your better mousetraps. Now I'm gonna describe what these are for you. So just pay close attention so you don't get it uh, mixed up and so it makes sense. But you'll see why they name what they name. Traffic champions, so these are super visible pages, right? These are the pages that already get all the traffic, just like your sales pages. Maybe it's only your sales pages, but then again, maybe it's not. Maybe there's a couple of blog posts for you that get a lot of traffic for whatever reason. He says, squeeze more value from them by adding calls to action and internal links. Guide visitors from these to your highest converting posts. There's another good point there. These pages might be high in traffic, but they may not be high converting. So look at auditing these, find those ones that get the traffic, find those ones that don't convert, and then try and create a strong connection between the two. Try and add more calls to action for the high traffic pages, or change the calls to action if you've got them already. They're clearly not working, right? So then go, okay, well, if the conversion rate for the high traffic page is less than 1%, what are my calls to action? Oh, it's call here, or maybe it's, uh, you know, read more about this topic on the blog. Change it up. Maybe you've got a white paper or maybe you can try and funnel someone into your email list. Play with it. Play with not just how you do it as far as the text you use, but play with visually. Is it better to use something else? Can you put a big image in the middle, block in the middle that people can click on? Click here to get XYZ white paper or whatever. Number two is your potential champions. So these are the next ones you wanna audit and look for. These pages are ones that rank on page two of Google, but they're not quite there yet. So you could look at scheduling these for uh, an SEO rewrite, right? Improve them by adding some depth and detail to 
to the article or to the page? What are the competitors that are on page one writing about? And have you written about the same thing? Have you covered those same topics on your uh, blog page or service page or whatever it is? If not, then this might be a good time for you to have a look at rewriting that and restructuring that. And another point here when you're doing these things uh, that aren't, isn't mentioned, but it's a personal one that I think you should really look into, especially if you're on WordPress and you can do this easily. I'm not sure about other uh, platforms. But change the date, right? Freshness of content is great. Change the publish date on WordPress. So it'll say when you originally published it already. Just under the publish button, usually it'll say published on whatever date. You can change that to the day that you rewrite this and republish. The freshness of that sometimes has a good little bump, at least initially, from Google. You might see a little bit of a jump in your rankings because you've updated the content, so there's actually a content change and you've updated the publish date saying, hey, it's a fresh content change, 100% fresh, done today. So, so have a look at doing that when you do repost these. Number three, well, you're falling stars, so you're gonna audit and look for these. These used to be champs in traffic, but they've fallen from grace, right? Maybe they were up in your first page, or maybe they were number one, but now they're number nine on the first page, or maybe they were, uh, number five on the first page and now they're on page three or whatever reason. Look at this, so look at this on a time scale. Look over the last six months maybe and see which one of those pages have dropped down. If they've dropped down, good time. Have a look at them, look at what you can do to rewrite and relaunch these just like the one above. And last but not least, when you're looking at ordering these, look at your better mousetraps. They're low traffic, but they're highly valuable and they're loved by people who see them. So these are those ones that, you know, you may get a conversion or you may get a subscription or you may not even get that. You just may get some really great shares of this article or of this page when people see it, but they just don't see it often because it doesn't rank or maybe it ranks, but the keyword it ranks for is super low, but it was just so relevant to your industry that you just, you had to write it. Or maybe it was one of those posts that came off the top of the dome one day under a bit of inspiration. Have a look at these. Have a look at trying to maybe uh, repurpose these a little bit, or, or you can make these uh, more visible within the website. So feature these posts, or link to them in those traffic champions that you've got, uh, or maybe even promote them on social media a bit. Now is a great time to do your top of funnel marketing, promoting your content on social media. So look at these ones and see how you can get them in front of eyeballs more often. Uh, now, but also moving forward, right? That's going to give you uh, the ability to show off some of the content that people really love to more people. And if they really love that and, and that picks up at scale, you're going to get uh, a wealth of new visitors coming and trusting your brand from that. So those are the four uh, types of posts you should be ordering your blog for. So, so take a look at those. That's your traffic champions, the ones that get the traffic. Uh, but maybe don't convert. Your potential champions, they're the ones that rank on page two-ish of Google, maybe, uh, maybe even three, but uh, they need some improving for SEO. Three, your falling stars are your past best uh, traffic generating blogs, but they haven't been doing well for a while. And number four, your mount, better mousetraps. These are the ones that people love when they see it, but it doesn't happen often. So check for those. Uh, we're gonna wrap up very soon here, but I just wanna quickly cover two more, uh, maybe three more here. 
prune your blog by deleting content. This is one that's contentious. A lot of SEOs say, look, it's helpful. Others say, look, it doesn't make sense because you know if it's not ranking, then why would Google care? Personally, I'm in the camp that says you should do this from time to time. Usually it's not a priority whatsoever, but if you've got time, look at the stuff that never got any traffic. Look at the stuff that maybe you wrote that's not applicable to you at all. Uh, that wouldn't get any traffic. People don't particularly love it when they read it, etc. Just the things that are, and another one too, just not completed posts. Sometimes these get posted by accident, right? You mean to save a draft, you accidentally hit publish, and it's been sitting there for six months you didn't realize. Trim the fat, get rid of it. Maybe there's content on those that you can repurpose and put on some of the other uh, posts that you want to, you want to rank. Uh, so trim out those ones that are useless to you and uh, get rid of all that extra fat that Google crawls for no reason. More than likely, a lot of these probably won't even be in Google's index, so you might as well just get rid of it. Number five, it says update your career section. So this is one of those, you know, update the section where people are going to come and look to apply for your business to get a job. Look, it's really going to be a buyer's market. Uh, it already is. Uh, I know people who have put applications out for um, jobs to be filled and have had more than 60 applications within a day and that's day one of putting that out. People are looking for jobs but what you also want to do for this despite the fact that it's a buyer's market as far as you, know, you employing people is you want to make sure that it looks tantalizing or it looks good to work for your company. You don't want uh, people to kind of scroll through because you don't look like you're very reputable. So, you know, make some updates very similar to your sales pages. Add images and pictures of people, talk about your clients and your ethos and things like that, the benefits of working for you, etc. Make sure these are updated if you are thinking you're going to be doing some expansion either during or after this crisis. And last but not least, optimize your email sign up uh, call to actions, right? If you've got an email list, if people are on it, your open rate is more or less okay, then it might be worth looking at what are your what are your calls to action in these? How can you get people to click through the site more to actually engage with you? Now this can mean doing simple things like in your email, if you can look at uh, maybe some little buttons or pictures, be careful with those because you can get filtered. So there's a way for you to look at that inside your actual email, emails that go out. There's also an opportunity for you to, on the website, if you don't have a, uh, a huge email list but you've been trying to build one, to push more opportunities for people to sign up to your email, right? Push more opportunities for people to, to see that you've got an email list, see that you put out uh, relevant content. Make sure that those uh, sign-up boxes have prominence on the site whether that's at the bottom of your website showing a sign up bar or on the side in the sidebar or as you scroll down maybe there's a pop-up or something but make sure that people see it make sure it's super visible also build a promise within that so make sure that you promise them something for signing up why would people sign up not just to get news but promise them that they will you know get in-depth knowledge on industry or you know get the best sales, whatever it is. Make sure that you're, you're letting people know that there's value within the emails they'll get. They're not just gonna get spam. You know, promise them what they more than likely would want to see from this email list, and that's a good thing to make sure you do. What do they wanna see, and then promise that. And also, obviously, deliver that. 
but don't just think of I need an email list I'll send out whatever every now and then I'll just send out a, a sale if people don't care about that and number three make sure there's proof when you do that so if you've got other people who've said look the email list was great or I'm glad I got that deal from the email list or you know, every time this hits my inbox I always have to stop what I'm doing to read you know, if you've got some sort of little reviews like that add that around where people sign up for your email list so that people who are signing up can both see like hey uh, here's the promise that they make and here's some proof that promise is delivered people saying that this is a great email list and they learn a lot from it or they get a lot of good deals etc etc uh, another one you could use is you know, join over X amount of people or X amount of marketers or X amount of whatever it is who, who, who get this email every week or every day or whatever it is. So make sure that you've got prominence, promise and proof for those emails. That's it, I'm going to wrap it up there. I feel like that's enough. That's six out of 26. So obviously a very valuable article. I think if you did just even three of these, especially the first three, let alone 26 of these that are in this playbook, you're gonna get a lot of value coming out. At the very least, what you're gonna come out with is a super lockdown presence website-wise. It's gonna be one of those things you can't set and forget forever, but you're gonna come out of this really strong. You're gonna come out knowing that this is one of those things you've handled and for the next six months, because you will be in crisis mode more than likely coming out of this. For the next six months though, you know that you can probably focus on other areas predominantly and make sure that your content's still coming out. You know, do the usual processes, but not be too concerned that you've got big gaps in your foundations on, online. In any case, I hope that's uh, helped you. Uh, today is Friday the 17th of April. Um, I will speak to you all next week. If you have enjoyed this, please subscribe. Please share this with at least one or two people that you think would get benefit out of this podcast. I cover things like this all the time. I try to keep these posts actionable for you. If you just follow the actions in one or two of these or in the ones that actually make sense because of your situation, then I feel this is going to bring value to you and your business and hopefully going to help you grow, going to help you sell more, help the people that you help, right? Because we're all out here trying to help someone, whether that's entertainment or to clean their toilet or to do their taxes or whatever, right? We're all out here. That's why we get money for doing what we do. We get compensated because we're helping people help other people. Um, and, and you are doing the same thing. You're helping someone to either fulfill their dreams or take care of the business that they need to take care of, whether that's, you know, a number one or two or taxes. <laughs> uh, but that's all I have time for today. Thank you so much. Reach out to me on Patrick Herbert Zero on Twitter. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Patrick Herbert. Uh, you could probably search SEO Snippets Podcast on, your, on LinkedIn and find me. Alternatively, uh, this podcast is available in most major apps, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, most, most major other apps. Uh, please uh, subscribe, share again, and, and let me know if there's something that you think I should cover in the future or some way that this could change to be more helpful to you. This is At the end of the day, this is about helping you guys. Uh, as a benefit for that, you know, I just get to be able to share and talk about the thing that I like doing, which is marketing. Thanks again. Have a great weekend and goodbye.